Hey, thanks for signing up. It's Public Beta what Podcast. It is October that? 1st. <laughs> uh, it's back on my tie. Oh. <laughs> I'll bring it back up when the yeah, chorus starts. That did not come across <laughs> that way on this, on this fucking audio loop. Well, we'll see what happens uh, when <laughs> yeah. we, we play it back. I'm like, why is Lee we'll playing live. Indian Fuck music it. all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, I'll play you some Indian music. The shit's hype. Maybe too hype for the morning, Saturday morning, which is right now. Your hosts, me, Lee, and Reed. Hi, hello. <laughs> so, in an alternate timeline, uh, I have a baby right now. Uh, everything is good. Uh, we, uh, you could be just, going just... into labor during this podcast, Lee. It's possible. That's true. It's true. It's not impossible. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so that's all good. Don't, no one worry about that. We're just going to take a chill morning here to talk about what's been happening in the month since we last recorded. Oh and then God. technically we only half recorded as Reed, unfortunately, with a duplication error. Uh, hold on, hold on. Did it come across that time? I didn't I'm hear it. Like, we're gonna get like copyright striked on Spotify or something. Oh now. my god! Uh, that's that's fine. Uh, I have a pineapple, sugar-free energy drink. Ralph, and that's like how we're rolling. Nine in the 9 morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I was. Uh, do you know why? I was too lazy to clean out the French press. That's where I'm at right now. Oh, I I, I have water. You know where else I'm at? Yo, good. Where where else <laughs> are you at? The, the lifeblood of the planet. I'm at the part in Yakuza 5 where you play as Haruka and you are becoming a pop idol. Oh, that sounds uh, just wonderful. In Osaka. It's excellent. Uh, there's like a mini, it's basically Project Diva uh, mini rhythm game. And I could see if someone didn't like rhythm games that this part of the game would be a huge bummer. Uh, but it has very easy difficulties and then you can ramp it up later and you can get into dance battles with people on the street. Instead of, like, beating up drunks, Haruka just, like, sees some bitch, like, kind of moving her hips. And she's like, hey, you got the moves? And it's like, fucking throw down, bitch. And they just go they just go to town in the street. It's like step dance up. Dance battling. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Channing or, Tatum is yeah, there. Step up or what is it? You got served? Channing, Channing Tatum <laughs> is Cure You. Because of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of the movie. Uh, fucking great game. Uh, yeah. It's, enjoying it a lot. It's, it's funny you mention that, Lee, because... The, the half of the podcast that we missed was me talking about Yakuza. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about... Did we talk about the big Yakuza announcement? Was that a month ago? No. I think that might... I don't know if that was mixed in. I don't know if that was on the last podcast. Well, but yes, of course, three Yakuza titles I, yeah. now, we'll, like we'll, a dragon. Yeah, we'll touch upon that very uh, quickly. I'm going to, like, in, in two minutes, talk about Yakuza 7. Because I talked about it for, like, half an hour last time. And I don't feel like doing it yeah. again. And we lost all of that. So anyway, finished. It was, a, it was a glowing uh, review, yeah. and I'm sure we'll touch upon all those points again when I eventually get to play that game. Yeah, and we'll uh, uh, Yakuza yeah. Seven. Just know that it's a very, very good game. I play in the English dub. It was incredibly well done. Specifically, the last few scenes with the actor for Ichiban. Ichiban is an absolute amazing character. They absolutely ushered him in to be the new protagonist of the Yakuza, aka the Life of Dragon series. Now that it's being called that, um, yeah. All you need to know is very excellent game. Got a little bit grindy by the end. A little bit unforgiving when it came to the final dungeon, final boss. Uh, a little bit long animations and uh, a little bit more variety in the job system would have done that game a little bit more uh, to serve it. Is there like a fast forward or like a skip? Like you start doing a special attack and you can fast forward it? No. 
Like if your I character think, needs, I think to, Metopia has that. If your character needs <laughs> so. to run across the room to use their attack, you are going to watch them run across that room, even if they have to stop and kick every chair on the way. Um, it's called immersion. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so a little bit less animation time, um, a little bit more uh, job variety, just as far as customization goes. It would be nice to mix and match their certain abilities, or uh, you know, select passives that you can choose and pick. But overall, it was an absolutely fantastic game with lots of side content to enjoy as far as the kart racing or the business minigame goes, with excellent characters, a full, amazing main cast that I can't wait to see come back in Yakuza 8. Go play it. It's, uh, it was free on PlayStation. It's not anymore, probably, but it is on Game Pass, Lee. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If this game is, if you've missed this game, it's been free. It's been $20. Just grab it. And hold it. Yeah. I bought my copy. I bought the Steelbook for Xbox. I'm shrugging right now. I don't remember why that was the case. Uh, uh, but it was like the uh, only copies I got it. we had. <laughs> I got it when it was 50 bucks. Uh, so, yeah, good purchase you know. regardless of the price. Solid 9 out of 10. Like I said, just those, those couple of gameplay shortages brought it down just a tad. But overall, great game. But great segue, Lee, into the three Yakuza hmm. games that were announced. Plus the dick drop mm. that was the Judgment and Lost Judgment Steam drop. <laughs> the dick drop? You know what I mean? Like you walk up to a table and drop your dick on it. Yeah, I, I assume that's what it was. My cat's reacting to this content. Yeah. Good. Your cat's you a, hear a, that. a Yakuza fan. He's like, oh shit, what? I'm talking about Yakuza? It is his se- <laughs> it's October 1st, man. I got a black cat here. So he's. It's his season. Yeah. We're all just living in it. Uh. We, uh, yes, so three full new more Yakuza games that I, I'm just adding to the list, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm making my way there. We get uh, Like a Dragon Ishin. Which, uh, which of is course, the... yeah, is a remake of the Japanese exclusive Yakuza Ishin. Uh, not yeah, just a remaster. Kiwami style. Yeah, not just a remaster like a lot of pop people were, thought, were thinking. This is a full-on remake with uh, an additional... Uh, a, with an additional system to its gameplay where you can have characters as cards and you use these cards for special attacks like fireballs or lightning, etc., etc. So it has a little bit of an RPG thing going on with it. Excellent. And then uh, a prelude, a Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, if you will, uh, <laughs> to Yakuza 8, which will be like a dragon. It's not a prelude, eight. no. <laughs> you no? Will- the no, Kiryu thing? You you are following Kiryu through the events after six through but uh through seven and then into before eight. When he gets a haircut and yes. a, a new stylist. Yes, okay. that's that's correct. We've so, all seen the memes. Yeah, so we're we'll all caught see, up. We're basically seeing what on. he's been up to while we were playing Yakuza seven. The beginning of Yakuza five, when you are Kiryu's mysteriously assumed a new identity and is keeping it very poorly as a cab driver. And uh, they leave you in the dark as to why Kiryu left the orphanage. And, are you kind of semi-familiar with what I'm talking about, or do I need? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm semi-familiar yeah. with it. Yes. Yeah. So as of for those unaccustomed, uh, as of Yakuza three, Kiryu really leaves the Yakuza and he opens the Morning Glory or whatever uh, orphanage, uh, kind of in the Okinawa area, and he's got a bunch of kids. One of them is being Haruka's the old, the eldest, and then he's adopted a bunch of other children. 
Uh, and he's working to protect them because there's like a fucking conspiracy and they want to like buy the orphanage and destroy it and make a make a military base or a theme park. It's fucking man. Yeah, because a three some shit. Anyway, you uh, it's it's great. Everybody should play. It. So as of uh, as of five, he's just mysteriously left them. And he's just uh, it, even that segment. If the this game, that's like a, probably a half price game. Uh, it's not a full Yakuza experience. This what is it called? The man who changed his name. What's it? What's it? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm struggling to find how you're linking Yakuza Five to this. Uh, oh, just Yakuza. Just in, gu- in, a Gaiden game. Oh, sorry. If they, if <laughs> wait, it's a Gaiden game. It's called Gaiden. It's like like a dragon Gaiden. Okay, but it's still canon to how Kiryu gets to Yakuza Eight. Yeah, it's it's literally after six. You are playing yeah. as Kiryu, and you are going. Bef- uh, you're leading up to eight. This is Kiryu's right. journey I'm, to Yakuza Eight. I'm saying the transition into Yakuza Five, where Kiryu suddenly living by another name, uh, was was neat. And if it's another story like that, it would be, uh, it'll be riveting. Like it's it. like, yeah. did you watch the trailer for Gaiden? Uh, I think so. So yeah, you got the impression he is. Uh, living under another name but they he still is doing like tasks for people assumingly because they're like oh you have another client and he's like like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name yeah okay then they also uh announced of course well they didn't announce they showed another trailer for yakuza 8 something we already knew about before we saw screenshots showing ichiban nanba and uh uh, yeah, I don't. You could call this the confirmation of the game, but we—they were obviously making another. They yeah, were obviously yeah. making a follow-up to. But to everyone's surprise, it wasn't just Ichiban that showed up in the trailer. It was also Kazuma Kiryu, rocking oh. a new J-pop haircut, aka Virgil haircut. Yeah, um, Vir- Virgin Virgil haircut. So this raises a lot of questions for a lot of people. I've seen um, not necessarily negative reactions, but I've seen positive and indifferent reactions. And we've talked about this before when on the lost uh, half of an episode, the mythical lost half of an episode. <laughs> That's right. It'll never um, be heard. It's liter- it's gone. That Yakuza 7 very much in a very strong way and in a very literal way when it comes to the ending song, ushers in Ichiban as the new protagonist as of Like a Dragon. Um, the song is literally about like, welcome Ichiban, you're the new guy, like everybody love him sort of thing. Um and that's not that and that's even not to speak of the stuff that happens during Yakuza 7 that also is a transition from the older games to their newer games both literally and figuratively in the game you know what i mean i got gotcha. you yeah so like to put is, is he coming back to die yes is he coming back too early is my problem or is well, he like coming back at all um i'm of the mind that like I don't know. I I think it's. I think they're ba- like. Are they afraid that people aren't gonna play if Kiryu's not in it? Do they feel like the send off, the trade off, uh, whatever you want to call it, in Yakuza Seven was not strong enough? Uh, was this their plan all along? If so, why send the mixed messages when it comes to Ichiban? So since Yakuza Seven, the the lead guy at that studio has left, and you could. Uh, like, if you're connecting the dots, you could be like, oh, maybe it was his choice to try to send Kiryu off. But is he not still... As he uh, himself was leaving, and then when he's gone, they're like, can we bring Kiryu back? And it's like, there's nothing stopping us. 
is he not they're such fanboys he, for for Kiryu? Yeah, I don't is, know. He, is he not even consulting on the new game or anything like that? I don't believe he's he's made his own studio and he's already talking about new games he's making that would be basically like Yakuza game. So I'm fucking excited for that too. Oh if wow! Now yeah, now we'll have two full studios just pumping out these kind of games. Right. Let's go. But so is this going to be the studio's first Yakuza game without him? I believe first main series one. Yes. Okay, yeah. memory, that is what I that, believe is That the case. makes a lot more sense that they were immediately yeah. like, we need to bring back Kiryu because it like it's cool, people like Kiryu. Whereas yeah. I, feel they, like the, I feel like the creator yeah. of the series had a very strong understanding where he's like, Kiryu's story has ended. Like, it's fine to, it's, if we want to have a cameo or a little bit of a moment here or there, that's fine. Uh, but this new series is about these new cast of characters and their own problems and their own situations. Uh, and so it, even for me who hasn't had a lot of exposure to Kiryu, um, I'd rather personally, the game just again, focus on, uh, Ichiban and his, his friends and everything like that. I, I, I don't think we need to keep going back to those old Yakuza games. Yeah. Uh, we'll see when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, Cause you but, can always do something like a, a Yakuza zero as well. Like you can explore more of the. The, the non-linear timeline and canon of your games, and I think people will show up depending on who's, you know, could you make a standalone prequel game where you just play as Goro Majima? Yeah, probably. I think I think that would work. Like, yeah, yeah. If you want to get your fan service out through that outlet, by all means. If you um, made a Dragon Ball game and it was just called Dragon Ball Z Vegeta, people are going to show up. Yeah, like fuck the Kakarot game. People are showing up for the Vegeta game. But you know that, that's a different situation from here is all I'm saying. Is that like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. like I we, we had Kiryu yeah. for literally 20 fucking years. Uh, like, let's, let's, like, let's leave Kiryu out of the sunlight for, for a little bit longer. But like, um, people don't feel the same way about Kiryu that they do about like Superman. You know, like Kiryu's, I, you know, I haven't yeah, played six no, yet. I don't like, know where they leave him. But, but. Yeah, I understand from like the point of view, like we love Kiryu. Um, but I have seen opinions online that are just like, I love Kiryu, but like, uh, you know, his story has ended already like three times and now it's time to like, he can move on. It's time to move on from this sort of thing. Um, drama in the Yakuza fan. Yeah, drama. Fan. It's not really drama. It's more just people being like, you know, we'll see how it plays out sort of Speculation. Thing. Yeah. yeah. You have to, at, at some point, you have to trust that if they brought him back, they, they have a good story to tell and let them drop the ball. But until yeah. we the experience thing, it. The first thing they yeah. do when they get Kiryu is give him like a ridiculous haircut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, but you could like, you could read so much into it. You could be like, oh yeah, the, the guy left our, I have no idea if there's any bad blood. I just like to insinuate that there is, that they're just like, yeah, fuck, we'll bring his boy back. We'll fuck his hair up. Yeah, uh, he, he looks kill the, him in our game. He'll do, he'll do like a DMC Delmay cry. He'll look in the mirror and be like, "Not in a million yeah. years." Um, <laughs> uh, so not just what a great studio. Also for announcing all of these great things that the fans have wanted for a while. The Ichi the Ishin um, remaster of this great new trailer for Yakuza Eight. Uh, this side game no one no one was expecting or saw coming for uh, Kiryu. Uh, but after their whole short ca- showcase, it was so casually announced. By the way, Judgment and Last Judgment on Steam right now. Yeah, that's uh, the dick drop, as you yeah, said. Yeah, that is the dick drop. So mm-hmm. I already went ahead and I have Judgment on um, Steam now, and I am actually now. What did you that. pay for that? Uh, it was fifty dollars. I want to say. Whew, she. Yeah. 
I think that's like full price from console, but they've been they've been real low on consoles before. So they they always hose the P- PC people right up front. I guess. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's something I can stream anyway, and I don't think I saw on Game Pass anyway. So you know, it's it's all good. If I need to, if it is on Game Pass, I can still refund it. I do have under two hours still, but I, I am playing that, that for right my now, uh, for my. Uh, well, you wouldn't even be able to check PC Game Pass. Um, yeah, I would. Oh, I have PC Game Pass, but. Uh, so I've been playing that for my stream. It's a very, very good game. Very intriguing right off the hop. There is still, of course, ties to the Yakuza and whatnot. Uh, but it is like a noir story that involves a serial, serial killer and investigations and stuff like that. It does have the classic brawling combat from Yakuza that I am basically yeah. first experiencing. Dragon engine, baby. Yeah, and I'm, I'm having a great time with it. Throwing people over my shoulders, running off walls yeah. into Superman punches. It's got like we really weird joint based physics. So like you, when you kick people downstairs or through windows and stuff, it's it just feels funny. Like it just feels good. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, having really fun time with that. Can't wait to see. I that guess I would have played uh, Kiwami Two would would be using the Yakuza Six engine, which I think is also what Judgment is using. So yeah, we're, we've all experienced one of those now. That's the that's that was the full evolution of their brawler engine. So in theory, you're playing the one that feels the best. Yeah, I am playing the peak of this. <clears throat> Dragon engine. Well, Lost Judgment. What about that? I I believe it's the same. I believe it uses yeah. the same thing again. Yeah, and there's like maybe more vehicle traversal. I don't know. I don't know. These games, man. These games. That's twenty minutes of Yakuza. I think we can move on. Yep. Let's talk about random pop culture stuff. Okay. Uh, this article on Polygon by Mike Mahardy uh, says Square Enix's The Dealfield Chronicle is 2022's sleeper RPG hit. I heard it was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, you were gonna you were gonna check that out on stream, and you had just read a few a few things, and you're like, you know what, F- fuck it. Yeah, uh, uh, it seems like a, a very shallow experience. Um, you have real time combat with pause, uh, but apparently, like the times it takes to actually select or use your spells is not worth it, and you can only use a certain amount per thing. And there's no strategy really involved with it because it's just really flanking enemies from behind. But you can only control four sets of units, so the actual strategy involved is very limited. I might be able to get some actual enjoyment out of it just from the pure, uh, you know, uh, progression standpoint because I love progression in video games. But it just didn't seem like something I wanted to spend eighty dollars on from all the reviews I so- saw on Steam. And I trust user reviews. Far more than I do, like a fucking IGN or a whatever review from a guy who doesn't normally play strategy RPGs. The, the key I, with the user reviews is you cut off the the ones and twos and the tens and nines and just read the, the middle, and you'll you'll get a good idea. Of what's yeah, going and on. what I like yeah. about user reviews, it's people who play the genre. It's people who are going to be comparing them to Fire Emblem, yeah. and to Final Fantasy Tactics, and have played those games and have experiences with all of these things it's not just you've been keeping track of how many games square enix has been releasing they also released a like a valkyrie elysium last thursday that was out last thursday yeah september 29th was that, that was two days ago steam or is that just i i don't know it's on ps5 and ps4 valkyrie. they're uh they're just peppering us with, with no, it's like it's, the summer it's on of, steam uh, it's 80 dollars holy Fuck. <laughs> yeah, full fucking price, baby. I believe Diofield Chronicles is probably also that. Anyway, uh, Action Button has released a new review. Oh, it's not out H- yet. What? Elysium? Yeah, it's not out till uh, November 11th. Oh, so you can get it on console now, though. It's yeah, on it PlayStation. Looks, it looks fine. Sure. sure. 
Yeah, sure I need an RPG to play. I've been playing so much I don't want to play Ring. a just fine RPG. But I've been playing okay. so much fucking Elden Ring, I can't. Oh, I can't. fucking stuff me full of Elden Ring. Apparently, uh, Valkyrie yeah. Elysium is a Souls like. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Here we go. Call. You know what? You, you still have to play Stranger of Paradise. You should find that game on sale sometime. And if it's on and Game Pass, it. I'll play it. But you, you you haven't even killed Chaos. Yeah, I'm so not spending money what do on you that know? shit. Uh, listen, a bunch of shit went down with Twitch. Uh, as I before I get off topic though, uh, the action button review is out. A new one. Check it out. Uh, he covers a PS One kind of slice of life. It's it's a six hour long review, so know what you're getting into. Uh, but he's he's he holds your attention. It's hard to watch it in one sitting. It's very dry. Uh, but uh, check it out. Also, can we talk about how Cyberpunk is back? Yes, yeah, so they released, well, I shouldn't say they released, like, back when Cyberpunk was coming out, they made a deal with Studio Trigger. So for people unfamiliar, Studio Trigger is a pretty well-known anime studio for famous anime such as Gurren Lagann, Kill la Kill, um, Darling and the Franks, stuff like that. It's usually very over-the-top, bombastic action with ridiculous and out-there uh, story concepts where most of their stories halfway through just end up in space. And, like, you fight, right. cl- you fight like, clothes and shit. Like, it's dumb as fuck. Anyway. Sounds like Cyberpunk to me. Yeah, Cyberpunk commissioned them to do an anime, which is actually a great idea because the, um, the natural aesthetic of Cyberpunk fits well with the very colorful and over-the-top stuff that Studio Trigger typically does. Anyway, Studio Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. It's a big piece of shit and has, like, the whole launch controversy, all that stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anime comes out, like, a month ago. Out of nowhere. I shouldn't say out of nowhere. Yeah. But people were expecting it. Anticipating it. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking good. It's it's pretty short. It's like eight episodes from what I gather or something like that. Uh, but the characters are very well defined. They're enjoyable. The animation is very smooth and fun and wild. It's very trippy when they use like their Sandefskin like slow-mo thing. And they're seeing like after images of themselves. Adam Smasher's in it, and he's an absolute beast compared to the game. Like, he's just, like, fucking wrecking hundreds of dudes and shit. Um, yeah, so apparently in the soundtrack, of course, too, is very great. It has a lot of the, a lot of really good stuff in it. Um, Does it have so, the stuff from the game? Yes. Like, it has a lot I of stuff I fuck and I fuck and I fuck and I fuck. No, it doesn't have, like, that kind of music. It's its own kind of music. But, like, the main theme is fantastic. It, has, it, it goes from, like, reggae to metal to rap to everything in between. Um, so the <laughs> anime, yeah. yeah, like I said, the anime is quite good, and it started online to like now create this because people are now playing Cyberpunk again because the because the anime and it's so, ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, so now it's free. starting to create like this fucking uh, narrative online that like Cyberpunk twenty seven. I've always liked it. It's always been good, and it's like no, it fucking hasn't. Like, and I and I had to and I posted about this online. I'm like. I'm like, you post it online? Yeah, post it online. I'm <laughs> like, shit. I'm like, take away all the bugs and technical errors at launch, and you're still left with a completely underwhelming RPG experience where 90% of the companions slash romances in the game only have two missions devoted to them and nothing beyond that. Uh, and then every other major quest line ends before it gets good with only one mission I can think of that has nice variety as far as how you can accomplish it goes. And then all the other major quest lines either end or I don't remember them because they're not memorable whatsoever. Not to mention there's no DLC, the lack of really good weapon or armor variety that makes sense. 
uh, with a leveling up system that feels pointless, et cetera, et cetera. Like, wow. Like, I, I'm like, where, Someone like, where's the burn unit? Yeah, I'm just like, like, compared to like any other game of that kind of type, and it's just average at best with all of that shit. Like, the visuals are nice and stuff like that, but yeah. Fuck Cyber Cancer, Keanu. Tumor we, so, we were laughing that. In the same way that when we came to, when Cyberpunk was launched and we both jumped into it, when I pretended I was from New Zealand and got to play six hours of it the day before it launched. You can do that on Xbox, by the way, if you prefer. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, so I played a big chunk of it and the opening of that game and, and I wasn't having any of the bugs or glitches. I was playing on Xbox One X. Uh, I have not tried it yet on the Series X to see the, the graphical enhancements, what have you, because I don't want to fucking play Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I so it was fine and me and you both enjoyed the opening hours of that game and what seemed like a wor- a world and setup uh w- rife with possibility uh hearing about the game being played for 200 500 hours you can go in the city you can go outside the city there's all these quest lines and and radiant things that happen and encounters in the streets and swords and and we were taken taken with it for at least the first couple weeks until eventually we realized oh man this not only are some of the fuck. It, <laughs> some of the bugs really starting to take a center stage here uh the the quest lines are are very shallow and while the city as a backdrop uh, looks incredible at first uh it really starts to show that it's got that kind of empty open world thing yeah there's nothing uh, to do in the fucking game it, it, there's so much to do and yet nothing to do and you're like ah oh, bummer uh, your tasks it, are to shoot people in the face it's a then, massive game there's so much work put into this game uh in some areas and not in other areas and like well, it's a, a lack of synergy or lack of like final polish on that game that apparently has has been returned to it uh, sure uh but i played the version of it where the cops would spawn on you because the ai could not spawn a cop around the corner and then track you so they just had to spawn cars and cops on top of you Uh, enemies like i said fighting clothes uh would would not be there you'd be fighting a pair of pants yeah and no Uh, matter and no matter what copy you play lee the serial killer from carrie's storyline will just be arrested after one mission and he's going to be handled off screen the paralysis yep. will just tell you they're going to take care of the people looking at them through the walls, and you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> the the paralysis the paralysis one is egregious. It's, it's <laughs> un- un- maybe the forgivable. worst. It's like, maybe I, the worst major side quest in any video game ever. Actually, yeah, it's like you set up such an interesting thing just to blue ball us so hard. And I've heard I heard the people online. They're like, well, you know, they were thinking of turning this into a DLC or something. Unfucking forgivable. Like, don't fucking start something the main game that's gonna be finished in the DLC when it comes to a major quest line. Could you fucking imagine, Lee, if you bought Elder Scrolls Six and you played the Dark Brotherhood quest line, you got halfway through and then it said a pop up showed up and it was like, buy the DLC to finish this fucking quest line, you piece of shit. Like, ridiculous. As, as opposed to now, where you just don't even get to start the quest line. Yeah. If you don't pay the yeah. And so, it's, like, uh... and, then, and then, like, a race of paralysis and all the romance slash companions from your head. Like, what fucking major quest lines are there? There's the main story. There's, uh... That's the uh, one. There's, there's the, the race, the races. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, what else is there? What other major quests? Li- what other major quest lines are there besides the companions and you the races and paralysis? Upgrades. No, you-, you could 
do enemy strongholds you could yeah i guess the boxing (laughs) oh yeah which is bugged to fuck because when i played it when you go to the animal place to fight the animal boxer they all instantly turn on you and you have to kill all of them and then you fail the fucking quest makes sense yeah piece of shit anyway (laughs) but but for 20 bucks if you have a ps5 or an xbox series x or or a pc if you can find it that cheap and you can. Yeah. How about you watch should the you, anime Should you first? play it? Watch, watch the anime, the anime get hyped on the anime, go play the opening hours of this game, but realize that uh, it, it does fall off at a certain yeah, point. You won't but, be able hey, to do any for of the, the price cool you'll pay, shit. If you're looking for a game like this, you know, uh, in between no Starfield this year and no Elder Scrolls and, and Fallout 76 makes you depressed, then maybe you check out Cyberpunk 2077 or, or, for a weekend. Or... Deus Ex Mankind Divided. It's sure. just a better better video game. Or Deus Ex. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, what what else can we talk about? What else is happening? Overwatch 2 is coming out. It basically just overwrites Overwatch 1 and then asks you for your phone number. And then, it, holy uh, fuck, Overwatch 2, it's doing everything it possibly can to make people not want to play it. So it, not it's only unbelievable that a game with so such bad juju coming into like a a, a fucking release w- would be taking every possible opportunity to alienate players or make the transition anything but as smooth as fucking possible. Yeah, so people not, still playing your game. Yeah, not only are they just erasing Overwatch One, like you said, which is already r- ludicrous. Like you just can't go play. Yeah, you're Overwatch just existing gone. an existing video game, so you already have to upgrade to Overwatch Two, no matter what. Um, people who did not have Overwatch One before the launch of Overwatch Two will need to unlock Overwatch One characters through the Battle Pass, Lee. Okay. So if like fuck you, if you didn't have Overwatch One, you have to unlock Genji and Tracer, and like, like what the fuck? So I also, thought everybody had to do that. So no, when you bought Overwatch, that's an when you bought yeah. Overwatch one, every character you just got to play every character, and every time a character was released, guess what? Everybody got to play them right away. But Where's, is it like free? Is it like true free to play now? No, so like you only get a select selection of characters at a time. I, for I have no idea how you get Overwatch two if it's free or if you have to pay for it. I'm telling you what it was, Kay. <laughs> Back when Overwatch one released and was still yeah, yeah, Overwatch yeah, yeah. one. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Every following. character was available, and every time a character released, it was just instantly available. Now, you have to unlock characters through the battle pass. You can only level up the battle pass by playing the game. So, you don't have access to a lot of characters anymore, which already pissed off a lot of people. I don't want to work to unlock the new hero in the hero shooter. Let me play the new hero. Um, they've all, they, and then they also announced now that they're going to be recording voice chat. And saving it in their servers. Yeah, well, we gotta, we gotta listen in. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable. What they're doing to that game. Uh, fuck, it's kind of astounding to be honest. Not that I've it's, not it's that I'm a hardcore Overwatch guy or anything. I haven't played in like two. The years. amount of time this game pops up in the in the news, and it's not even like the the, the article will be dunking on Overwatch Two is as much as just stating a fact. Oh, yeah, both this uh, ethnicity. Yeah, here it is. Overwatch 2 will require brand new players to unlock most of the roster through play. Uh, did you end up playing that Metal Hellsinger game? No, I did not. Yeah, I downloaded it uh, off Game Pass, but I have yet to try it. Have you played any multiverses? No, fuck no. It's uh, it's okay. If you're looking for like a Smash-like, that's uh, like a good team, team game uh, that you can play online with some pretty decent netcode. 
uh, it's uh, okay. It's all right. It's got that same thing, though, where you like unlock shit through the battle pass, and if you don't pay for the premium or what have you, uh, you're just at the whim of the characters they give you at any given time. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, you know what? It's very fine, and it's uh, upsetting uh, for that Nickelodeon game that tried to be really more like Smash Brothers, more of a party game, uh, that they kind of came out so limp-dicked with no voice voices or items and, and, and you know, expanded roster and stuff. So Smash Brothers likes. Do you ever feel like going back and playing Smash Brothers, or you feel like those days are behind you? Uh, they're mostly behind me. I haven't had the desire, to be honest. So <laughs> Fair. Elden Ring day is opened... my Smash Brothers every one of these years. Yeah. I opened a little drawer the other day in my living room, and there was a, a GameCube controller in there, and the, and the Switch GameCube controller adapter. And I'm like, oh. What if I just go beat the shit out of Sephiroth as Yoshi for a few minutes? Uh, and then I did. Seven seconds, I did, however. Yoshi. Yeah, <laughs> seven seconds, Yoshi. We, uh, I, I started playing Let's Go Pikachu because sure. I was in a mood for something childish and nostalgic and really well done. That game is, is I think, aesthetically the best Pokemon game ever released in terms of the attention to detail in the environments and houses and. Not only the fact that it's recreating Kanto, obviously, which is, you know, it's a layup. Don't fuck it up. But they, they went the extra little bit to put that extra little personality in there. And the, just the look of the characters and, you know, the battling and simplicity of the catching and stuff aside. Uh, I think that's a fun romp. I think that's actually a good place to start kids on Pokemon games, even though it's over-tutorialized. And we've complained about that a ton. In this game, I think it hits the, the right balance. And I would love to see a Johto version of of a let's go game a jojo uh, version jojo that's right yeah cheapy jojo <laughs> game I you heard me right that. jojo x pokemon crossover uh we're going to johto with jojo it's gonna be yeah you play as a jojo character who can steal stands so you steal enemy stands yeah yeah so you like so you take so instead of it being about pokemon you're taking the personalities of the like the, no, the hiker st- or st- the schoolboy <laughs> or the no stands are just like Stands are just like powers that people have, you know. Like uh, I got a stand. He's like a blue guy. He has like a radio for a head, and he can like <laughs> stop yeah, time. You know what I mean? That's a stand. Has there not been a JoJo game like that that just makes it into like a, a monster collecting game? No. Uh, most JoJo games, I would say ninety nine percent of JoJo games, I would say all JoJo games are technically fighters. <laughs> <laughs> just just punching. Yeah, there is an awesome JoJo game for the Dreamcast that was made in the style of Capcom versus Marvel. Uh, it's a fucking awesome video game. I urge everybody to check it out. I totally forget the name of it because it was in Jap- Japan only. Yeah. Uh, but there's like this awesome fucking uh, infinite uh, insta-kill move that Dio can do where he stops time and he throws like eight sets of daggers before dropping a roll roller and it's unfreezing time so the daggers automatically go into him. And it makes that really satisfying soundly in a video game. You know when you hit, like, way more enemies than intended with one hit? So you get that, like, eight hits sound at once? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's that sound, baby. <laughs> that's that sound. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> hmm. 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 See, we're to Katarina over here. Uh, do you know, if I say skull and bones, does that mean anything to you? No. Is that, okay. is that like that? I think uh, that says it all. That uh, Sea of Thieves like ripoff. Uh, it's it was it's like a Assassin's Creed boat mode spinoff of a pirate game, and it's been delayed once again into the next year. It's oh my like five god! Times. 
All the, all the boat enthusiasts are going to be crushed. Like. God damn. They're like, yeah, they got their captain's hats. They're throwing it on yeah. the ground and they're stepping <laughs> yeah. on it and shit. Fuck! <laughs> uh, have you heard about this Nier Automata anime? Yes, I heard they're making an anime for Nier Automata. That's all I heard. They, uh, they, they're gonna, they're gonna change things. Oh my god! What did they say? Which studio? The series will be produced by A One Pictures. A One, A One, Sword Art Online. Ah, I hate Sword Art. Kaguya Sama, Love Is War, and Like Horus, Recoil. People love Kaguya Sama, Love Is War. They, okay. fucking, they love that shit. They love oh, that oh, shit. Uh, Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt is an anime that I have watched. Yeah, they did Sword Online. I fucking hate that shit. Um, I'm so that's, edgy. That's I'm the so one where ed- if you die I'm in the game, you die in real life. Right? Yeah. I, like, I'm, like, I'm edgy as fuck, so I hate that show, but that show is also... Like, if there's one gimmick I hate... Wait. This is this is relevant, okay? <laughs> it's, it's like, it becomes... It's like cringe to you? Like, yeah, this is relevant, okay? I'm getting to that. I hate I hate premises where I'm stuck in a video game uh, because sure. 99% of the time the main character will start acting like a badass in the video game where I'm like, you're a fucking 12-year-old kid in his bedroom. Stop it. You're not a it's fucking got that badass. And then big the, dick energy. Yeah, and then also the show <laughs> just gets like super cringy because him and this other girl like pretend to be a family with like this kid, but they're like fucking 12 and like uh infamously the author in the actual like light novel that the anime is based off of um he had like this really cringy sex scene uh where he made these kids have sex like and like sort this of? author yes yes and this <laughs> author is clearly a virgin because the things he put in that fucking light novel it's like that's not that's not how sex works um it's how it so- works in the game <laughs> yeah and then after that like and then like so the main girl of it uh like the yeah. guy of course the guy gets out of the video game but the girl's stuck and then like she gets kidnapped by like three separate people and like two of them lick her face and like oh. doing all this like really creepy yeah, cringy yeah, shit yeah, yeah. yeah and then you just get the impression that this is just like a fetish for this fucking guy who's making this goddamn series Okay, so he's perfect for making Nier Automata then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying everything you've said has just been like, okay, we're gonna get a super a cringy, sexy originally. Nier Automata. This, this, the studio is innocent in this; they were just commissioned to make it. I look forward. Yeah, to the actual the, animation they do is panty shots. The actual um, animation they do is fine, from what I remember. They do like, yeah, they did Darling the Franks. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Nier Automata oh, Ver one point one A. Yeah, uh, Yokotaro's in, involved in uh, some capacity. He's 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 talked about. He gave them the go ahead to change it, or or no, he's or writing the screenplay. Was... Okay, well there you go. He's he's so, so he's clearly fucking... being like, I'm not going to do the same thing again because fuck that. And well, that, that's you know... the beauty of the story is if you've played through it, you can understand that there are deviations to right. what we this saw could be in a the different game. Cycle. This could be a prequel. Yeah, yeah. and as a movie, or it can sequel. be more definitive because it's something that we've all we all share an experience in watching that won't yeah. be exactly like our play through the game. Should you have chosen one ending over another? Yes. So, How many panty shots do you expect? to see? Oh baby. It's uh there's going to be a, that a counter in the corner of the screen and just keep track. Uh, and then like a, uh, like a, a beat bar. So, you know, the Coomer counter. Meat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Coomer counter. That's right. Well, I'm pending. Uh, here comes the Coomer counter. Uh, <laughs> 
She's supposed to be sexy, damn it. Uh, so the Google Stadia is shutting down. Goodbye. After after news that apparently Hideo Kojima approached Stadia and was like, I want to make the Death Stranding sequel exclusively for your fucking cloud service console. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. 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 Google Stadia, have Phil Harrison's involved with that? The guy who ruins everything he touches? Is I'm, Am I thinking of the right guy? Hold on. British executive Phil Harrison... Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him. So this guy, this guy, Reed, he, he was at Sony. He left, he, he, he like fucked up with the PS3, I think was this guy. And then he was at Atari. He was at Gaikai. And then they got bought back by Sony. He was at Microsoft during some of their fucking worst years. <laughs> He's, and then he ended up at Google and launched the fucking stadium, this guy. Uh, so listen, they're refunding everybody's games. Uh, your save data, don't know what happens with that. Uh, but everybody's gonna you would be able to return the hardware apparently. So if you have a Google Stadia adapter or controller, I presumably you're going to be contacted. Very strange. But you won't be able to play games on it anymore, right? After January, you can oh, already fuck. not buy anything. They're going to refund everybody, and you can play your games until uh, the end of January, and then they're go- they're just the state. It just stops. The, the goes away. Wow! In the in dust in the wind. Uh, so, at very least, uh, they're returning the consumers' money. What happens to the people who are working on games for Stadia? Uh, don't know. Don't know what. Don't know. like if you were expecting to release a game on a on a service and make a certain amount of money or promise something, and then suddenly you just see online that that service is shutting down. You haven't heard heard from the company yet. You'd probably be a little miffed. Probably ruin your weekend. Oh yeah, least. sure. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on with that bummer. Uh, Google has the money. They've got the they've got the pockets, the deep pockets uh, for this kind of thing, but they just they miss some. They come to market thinking th- th- that this is this is the we've we've got it. We've nailed it. This is the best social media you're ever going to see. This is the best video game live service you're ever going to see without seemingly learning from the mistakes of the past. Or looking at what already exists and what why people like what they like, and missing those crucial elements and offering something that's that always feels a little half baked, and let's be honest, Google's creepy. People uh, <laughs> people don't people don't like that shit. So it's gone. Poof. Uh, get your refunds and uh, jump on over to get get a get a, get a I guess get your own good PC or get a, an Xbox and and try out their cloud service stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Reed? Yeah. Have you used your PS5 anytime recently? Kind of, sort of. Why? I don't know. God of War, Ragnarok, probably going to be dusting that thing off. Obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what the machine is there for, really. <laughs> Just anticipating God of War 2. Yeah, I'm uh, almost, like, I was almost half to bane. Like, maybe when I beat God of War Ragnarok, I'll just fucking trade it in because I don't really use it a lot besides that, if I'm being honest. Just buy it off, yeah. I don't. Maggie would be probably ha- be thrilled about that. Cause she uses it sometimes, but we'll well, see. how much is she willing to offer you? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Spitter. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to wrap it up. I yeah, think we've I think covered a lot of uh, of the stuff. Real quickly, where's that Lord of the Rings show at? Oh, it's incredibly average and whatever. Fuck, it's, it's not it's, bad it, though. It, it's it's not bad, but it's like like I said, it's it feels like twenty people in a room who are writing 
a Lord of the Rings show because it's time to make a Lord of the Rings show because they got the rights to it, not because they want to. Uh, it feels like 20 people writing it because everything is just like by the numbers fantasy stuff. Like I was telling my buddy at uh, when we we're watching yesterday, I'm like, I'm like, I think what works with Lord of the Rings, like the the trilogy movies, is um, the pulled back aesthetic and magic and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. reined in, whereas it, this it isn't, feels more mysterious. Yeah, Rings of Power isn't quite hobbity, but it's it's close to it. You know what I'm saying? I liked even how they depict like Sauron in the original like Lord of the Rings trilogy. How he's like he's got this immense power, and that's just kind of demonstrated by him just blasting fools with shock waves with a giant maul. Yeah, and, yeah, like, and looking tall and yeah, badass. And, and right? it's it's other things too, right? Um, one thing I always hate in TV shows, especially because TV shows are more erroneous of this than movies typically, because movies have a bit more care put into them. Um, don't introduce characters. Uh, then have sad moments a minute later with them and expect me to give a shit, okay? Especially if it's a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're Lord just, like, showing me Rings the Rings of the, the Power story. did this a bunch yesterday with, like, characters they would introduce in an episode at, like, or, like, five minutes ago, and then five minutes later they get killed by, like, an orc or something. And they have the big swirling music, and they have the slow-mo, and the no, and the crying... And it's like, you did not earn this moment. You did not earn this fucking moment. Like, damn. Like, you're trying so hard to be, to be epic and, and crazy, and you're not taking any lessons from, like, your successors. I'm like, let's take a look at two great examples. Like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy movies. Sorry, I'll wrap this up really quickly. Lord <laughs> of the Rings trilogy movie. Movie <laughs> opens up, okay? Elendil yeah. gets killed by Sauron. You... Isildur touches his face and immediately gets back to fighting Sauron, okay? You know why that was great? Because we didn't know Elendil in the movie at all. We had no connection to him. So him dying wasn't sad for us. So there's no need to make a big fucking deal out of it. It's, it's, oh, Isildur's uh, father, the king, died. And that was it. That's all we needed. It's wow. crazy they couldn't take that fucking lesson. Or I didn't mean want, to fire you up so much. Yeah, or if you want to look at something else, I'm like, look at Game of Thrones, which has intriguing, interesting dialogue because it feels like two people talking to one another, which creates world building, which gives you a sense of actual world to this place. Or besides okay. that, like, the violence that they do have is very uh, sudden. There's no slow-mo or any of that shit. And it gives the impression of something much more brutal if that if that's what the show wants to be, which you always get the intention that it wants to be like a Game of Thrones with its complexities and stuff, but it just doesn't earn it. It moves at an incredibly fast pace. We already have the Numenorians over Middle Earth fucking up orcs, which like when I was talking to my buddy, I'm like, oh man, they're definitely saving the war between Sauron, the elves, and the Numenorians for like second or third season for sure. That's like a big thing you build up to. But it's already happening. We're halfway through season one. I'm like, where the fuck do you guys go after this? Like after Sauron sinks Numenor, like nothing really fucking happens until Lord of the Rings, aka, or if you want to be more specific, the War of the Last Alliance. But we see that at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. So, like, like I said, it's just like, where the fuck? Why are you guys moving so fast? Where the fuck are you going? Stupid. You're just bitching at full volume about Lord of the Rings. My cat's screaming in the background here. I'm just kind of sitting in the middle of it. Just anyway, like, yeah. Man, anyway, that's my feeling. Rant. It. Wow. Fair. Fair enough. At 
uh, Iceberg Podcast, right? Is that no? Yeah, Tits, that's right. right. Something like that uh, on Twitter. Uh, Lee at tissyiceberg.com is our email address. Send us questions, topics, whatever you want. Uh, again, the upload schedule might be a little uh, choppy, but uh, bear with us. It was nice to check in for myself, Lee, and for Reed. Thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again at some point. Goodbye.